0: be halted by three spirits. That's the chance and hope.
1: I'd rather not. Expect the first tomorrow when the bell tolls one.
2: Can't I take them all at once and have it over with Jacob? Expect the second the next night at the same hour and the third upon the next night when the last Rook of 12 has ceased to vibrate
0: we interrupt this program to bring you a special report
2: This is
0: Cheap Seat Reviews.
1: Hello and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good.
2: The greater good.
1: This is episode 327. And tonight we're talking about A Christmas Carol. This is the third movie in our cheap... What how, what did I call it? Our cheapmus reviews.
2: Cheap
1: cheapmus. Cheap cheapmus cheap, reviews, or maybe that I do Christmas I'd, seat reviews. Yeah. I don't remember how I wrote, wrote it down. But anyway, it's our third in our no third no Second. third one yeah third third in our in third, our Christmas. Third. What was our first? Oh, I forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, Christmas Chronicles two Noel and the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. Yeah, this is our third. And, yes, that's it. Cool. I'm Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Please stop screaming. Jemison. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If um, if we ever did, like, a Patreon where, you know, like, if you paid a buck a month or something, you would get extra content, you would get... The 20 minutes prior to the show that I recorded, where Andrew's Perfect. like, just go ahead, I'm go ahead and hit record, I'm good. And like in the background, he's picking up stuff and chewing, I mean, it's like the loudest thing ever.
0: And he's like, no, no, just go ahead, I'm good. I'm like,
1: you're really not, you're still unmuted.
0: So, anyway, I try to find the quietest foods that I can possibly farm. <laughs>
1: We're getting in a little bit of ASMR here. We're going to have Andrew uh, Pretzel oh, on, uh, on the show, and Good Sam. Stuff. This is yes. the long. I think this is legit the longest middle name you've ever had. Okay, ready? Okay,
2: all right. Let's go.
1: And Sam, not since Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade have we had such a cool decaying death vector.
2: That is quite true. I I didn't even think of that, but yeah, you're right. Um, but Sean. Yeah. If you would die yeah. some way in this movie, mm-hmm. it would certainly be alone in your bed okay. with people, people grabbing all your stuff um, around you and, uh, you know, just taking your crap. So <laughs> just, just thought I'd let you know.
1: I expect nothing less.
2: I call dibs. That's,
1: <laughs> on what? You want my blanket? <laughs>
2: that's, that's true. Okay. I don't know. What, could I, what I do I have that you dibs.
1: would want? I don't have anything no. that you
2: would want. No, not really. So. Not really. I've got the DVDs that uh, that I've wanted from you, so you know, that's you all want, I, I you, care about.
1: I know what you want. You want my uh, Palmetto Point pilot episode on DVD. That's
2: what you. Oh, that's true. That is a, a collector's item.
1: That is a collector's item because I honestly don't <laughs> think there's more than a handful out there, <laughs> and, I, and I have one of them. And uh... I like
0: that he. <clears throat> I like that he pans the room trying to trying to find where it. it is cuz he he doesn't know right now.
2: I really don't.
0: Know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very valuable to him, but he's got no idea where it is.
1: It's either it's either in my office, I mean I am in my office. It's either in my bedroom or in here. I don't know where it is exactly, but yeah, I have it. <laughs> it's funny I was thinking about it um in my joke there about about the the thing itself. It would be kind of yeah. fun to have will back on and we actually like review it, like I, I mean, it, there's no oh, way for listeners oh, to watch. it. you want it. that pain? Well, there's no way yeah. for listeners to watch it. Is the problem? It's because like oh. I could, I could rip it right and then send it to you yeah. guys. I'm not. Or worried you know,
2: about... we could have them turn to a channel uh, on on okay. on uh, the antenna that's quite, you know, <laughs> it's not quite there, and then have them turn it up really really loud so that it's kind of screeching in their ear. Is
1: there a way that and... I could? If I loaded it to like a Google folder and then gave p- listeners that wanted it the link,
2: would they want it?
1: Would, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to just put it onto the internet. But like, listeners that wanted it, if they wanted it, they could just they could just take yeah. it. That might be worth. I don't know. That might be interesting. <laughs> just to do a, a pilot of a show that was never aired. That 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 I was the sound guy for, and w- it was terrible.
2: <laughs> <So bad. laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, enough about that. Let's yes. talk about anyway, this. Anyway, so
2: this movie, and, and as you can tell, we're already off the rails. Well because can I give my my three word review? Do we have a do we have a sound card for that? Uh
1: no. Wait, three word review? Did we shorten it? I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. Five word review. Oh,
1: okay. No, I just thought, did we shorten it somehow? Um this is how I feel right now. Okay, there you go.
2: <laughs> okay, well well, my five word review. The first one is a Christmas horror movie. Oh, that's so funny, right? And and my second one kind of describes what I felt about the entire thing is pick a t- pick a tone, don't you? Yeah. And I saw this movie, and I have not seen this one yet. I've seen clips of it. Lord knows I've seen enough clips of it, but I've never seen the movie from the beginning to the end. In fact, the whole candle guy freaked me out because I've never seen the candle guy. Uh, or the candle ghost yeah. um before and i couldn't it, it felt like a rated r horror movie through you know 75 80% of the movie with 10% rated g humor right? right bob marley comes in scares him half to death his jaw flops open yeah and then he's he like cartoonishly was trying to fix it and stuff but yet it was it was just wild to me that that this movie is first of all a disney movie it didn't feel like a disney movie and the tone of it was just all over the place from, you know while while i'm watching it i i thought it was interesting of course i i do believe that the uh, not happy valley the uncanny valley, uncanny valley wasn't as bad this game this game this, this <laughs> and that's what it was you know it was a bunch of game um, game cuts But it wasn't as bad as his original Polar um, Express. Uh, But it still had that look. And I blame the director's choice to let Jim Carrey physically portray uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Because what you had on screen was an elderly man who looked like he was about to die. And what you saw was a 30-year-old something with really good bones and, and muscles trying to, to characterize it. And it just, it didn't look right. You know, how many times would this, the Scrooge have broken his neck on these falls and prat falls and, and everything else that was happening. And the, the, you know, even the scenes when he's not in the dream slash ghost area, um, he's wiggling his fingers all, you know, nimbly. And, and it just didn't look right to me.
1: He, uh, He's actually only like 27 Scrooge, but he has a lot of city miles on him. So that's why. Right?
2: Like that. Right? Yeah. So it just, it didn't feel right. It just never felt right. I, and you could obviously tell this was made for the 3D years when 3D was so giant um, out there. But um, I just, I didn't enjoy it. I, I was creeped out and not in a good way. Right? I, I just, I kept thinking there is absolutely no way I would let my kids watch this movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of my kids watched this with me. Oh. <laughs> my four year old daughter had her hands in her face during the Bob Marley part. Oh. And I felt I felt bad when it was happening because I, I had I had scenes for and it and it I remembered there being some kind of weird parts, but I mean it scared her. And yeah. so when it was time for the movie, we when we, we we broke, we we had to take a break to finish to eat dinner, and when I was like, I need to finish this movie, my kids were like, not the scary movie.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> I said, we're not, it, right?
1: it, I said, this is the part of the movie where you know, he's happy and he's changed. It's gonna be good from from here on out. But
2: what well, was it? Yeah, know, yeah, mean, that's
1: the you... part where he's he's fine, and I mean, but again, back to your point about like an old man being too nimble. Like this is the part where he like. Back to the future hops on the back of a car and you know or back of a trolley and is being pulled, carriage. Yeah, the word. he's being pulled oh, okay. Yeah, and then he falls like that would hurt me at yeah. you know not yet forty and this guy like he should have broken a hip you know,
2: yeah. So did they see the ghosts? Did they go all the way from Bob Marley to uh, past, present, future? <laughs>
1: not it's not Bob Marley. <laughs> 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 I got something you could take that'll make the ghost go away.
2: Don't worry.
1: So we got Bob Marley and Jacob Cratchit. All
2: right. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, they watched the whole thing. They watched the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they were traumatized. I think my kids hate
2: me. Well, I don't think so. For other people. (laughs) <laughs> um, so it? anyway, to boil it all down, I I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as I probably should have, I guess. Um, I thought it was too scary,
0: honestly.
1: All right, what you got, Andrew?
0: Well, I'm gonna have to uh, agree with Sean uh, Sam. sorry. and you Sean. I, I my five word review was uh, too scary for my kids. Oh wow. That's okay. what it was. And mine were reacted the same way that yours did. Like they my ten year old was covering his eyes and turning his head. Oh my gosh. During during the Bob Marley scenes. And uh, It also got very loud at that point, if I remember yeah, right. The movie was incredibly loud. But here's what I'm gonna say about this. I, I think the movie has done well. I think the the voice acting is good, but I don't like the story, and oh, really? I don't like I've never liked any iteration of this story, and I think well the only one that's Scrooged with Bill Murray, I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Um, Why do you think that is? I I don't know. I, I think that this kind of story was written. Because that this is when we had a better society. Like, people acted better because they were afraid of stuff like this. They read this back in 1840-whatever, when this was written. And they said, oh, my God, I better behave. <laughs> they read this to their kids at Christmas yeah, time. They right. were like, Merry Christmas, you better behave, and you better be nice to people, or this is going to happen to you. And so... I don't know. This, the story has never been a story that I have gravitated towards. I, I, I think that the moral of the story is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, Yeah. but I just, I don't know. I've never liked like any version of this story. Well, so yeah. I don't know that, that the, that the story is the issue more so than the movie for me, because I think the movie was done well. And, uh, I think somebody made the comment. I don't know if we were uh, recording when when you made it last week. Uh, that uh, what's his face?
1: Gary Oldman.
0: Or Jim Gary Perry. Oldman. Yeah. <clears throat> that his character didn't really look like him. Yeah. And I think it did. I think it had some features. Yeah,
1: it. Uh, I I was misremembering. I was I was conflating the his character with the um. Bob Hoskins character who looks just like Bob Hoskins, but I was remembering the Bob right. Hoskins guy looking like, uh, Bob Cratchit. That's where I was getting really uh, okay. messed up.
0: And I'm glad we had Bob Hoskins. That's a, that's a jewel oh, of he, a, he of an actor. Be,
1: yeah. He needs that, to be in uh, all things.
0: Uh, God rest his soul.
1: Yeah.
0: But, um, you know, overall, I, I think that the movie's fun. I, it's, maybe it's too fantastical for me, as the story goes. But the movie itself, I, I hold true to say that it's it's okay for what it is. Okay. That's fair. Interesting.
1: Well, we, we're, think, we're all tracking for our five-word reviews. Mine was simply a... Um, so this movie is called... I don't know if I actually said officially what this movie is called. It's just called um, A Christmas Carol. But on the, on the cover, it says Jim Carrey and then Disney's A Christmas Carol. So, I, I took that idea and just wrote, Jim Carrey's a Christmas horror film.
2: <laughs> I guess
1: that's six words. So, Jim Carrey is a yeah. word. Jim Carrey's a Christmas horror film. Um, I already said it. My fo- my four-year-old was terrified. My eight-year-old didn't much like it. I mean, he watched it. And I bet you if I woke him up and asked him what he thought about it, he said he, he thought some of it was good, but he probably said it was a little scary. Yeah, um, I don't... I don't know why the tone of this... Now, I will say this. I've never read the book, but my wife has. She has read the book. And she says of all of the versions of this that we watch, because we watch this movie, this version, not this movie, but this version, two to three times a Christmas. Um, We always... the, The movie we watch Christmas Eve is The Muppet's Christmas Carol. That's the movie we watch on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And... And so I've seen that movie. I've been married uh, f- almost fourteen years, so we've I've watched the movie at least ten times, probably more than that, maybe fifteen times total. So my point is, is that I am I'm, I'm familiar with the tone and, and the whatever, and I don't. I, it's weird that Zemeckis goes from the Polar Express which is nothing but silly and fun. It's a children's book. It's a children's book. The tone is so different. Yeah. But then he does this, and this movie is, I mean, it's rated PG. And yeah, they do this scary thing with the jaw, and then they immediately flip it back with a sight gag where he's got his whole face caved in on himself, and he can't talk, and then Jim Carrey mimics Mm -hmm. that, like, and then he fixes it. And it's, it's supposed to be funny, but it's not.
2: No.
0: It's Did, not. Okay, let me ask this the, question. The humor you, was never there. It never worked. Since you mentioned that uh, this is PG, if it weren't animated, would it still be PG? Interesting. Uh, you mean if it were people? Yeah. I mean, if these were live actors... And, of course, we would have to CGI a jaw falling open. But if it were a real jaw and not a cartoon ghost... Yeah,
1: I I still think it would be PG, because there's nothing in the language other than when he says hell that would suggest that it's anything other than PG. There's there's certainly no violence, no real violence. There's a lot of kind of fake peril. Yeah. And there's a lot of... um, Like like we mentioned, falling and and yeah, there's a lot of that.
2: It was a ghost of Christmas present. His death is just freaking
1: that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That is just, I
2: mean, that that's just wild.
1: It's it's a little rough. And I, I, I was toying with the idea. My daughter was on the floor. She had a couple toys. She was kind of, she wasn't really super involved in the movie. So she's got her little toys and she's kind of looking up. And when it, and I, I didn't remember how he died, but I could, as you can see him on the screen slowly like getting older and decaying, I thought I might need to, to to get her attention elsewhere. And I thought about like yelling her name so she looks at me for a moment when his skin blows away and you're just yeah. left with his skeletal structure. And I thought, No, oh, well, let's just see how she does with it. And you know, she didn't react to that. The only part that scared her was Marley, especially with the jaw. That part yeah. grossed her out. I mean, it really did.
2: Well, I mean, well, it's flapping. It's you could see the tendons, and I mean, it's it's well, not cartoony.
1: It's cartoony, and he's talking with it, and so again, there's supposed to be yeah. like a funny thing to it. But honestly, it reminded me of the movie The Grudge, in which uh, one of the characters um, in the house has their jaw ripped off, and so when you see them as they're 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 just standing there. You see them, and their jaw is gone. Their tongue is just hanging on their chest. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, it it, it reminded me of that, and I thought, my gosh. So, so looking at at Demechus, I mean, we obviously we love him for the Back to the Future trilogy.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and those were great. Forrest Gump won him many many Oscars, and and rightfully so. Yeah, I had forgotten he did Romancing the Stone. I had forgotten he did that. Mm. Uh, which we did for the podcast, which is great. And then he did Contact, which we've done for the podcast.
2: And I've liked Contact, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. We did. We've not done What Lies Beneath. That's the that's the kind of the horror film, isn't it? Yeah, that's is like it. The, yeah, Harrison Ford is the bad guy. Um,
2: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Wait. That's so cool! I, so I clicked on it to to make sure that it, that it is in fact what lies beneath is the movie I was thinking of with Harrison Ford and and Michelle Pfeiffer. And I, it looked, you know, Robert says director Robert Zemeckis, writers Clark Gregg, screenplay. And I thought, Clark Gregg, what? You mean Agent um, Agent Colson? Agent Colson? Yeah, it's the same guy. Is it really? Yeah, I didn't know he was a writer. That's uh, pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, so anyway, back to Zemeckis. D- 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 oh, Bob Zemeckis here. So then he does Forrest Gump, Contact, Les. Lesana- then Castaway, right? Same year, Castaway. Yeah, uh, great movie. Good movie. I mean, really, yeah. really good movie. Yeah. I great. think
2: if if out of all of these, even over Forrest Gump, I think Castaway is, is top notch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I probably would put Forrest Gump above that, but, and I I always find it weird when people think that guys think that Forrest Gump is the best movie ever made. And I always argue against it, but I do love the movie. It's a great film, truly great Mm -hmm. film, but I don't think it's the best film. Uh, Then he does his three animated. So he does The Polar Express, then Beowulf, and then A Christmas Carol. And all of these are in the aughts, 04, 07, and 09. And that's when we're in our height of our 3D love affair. Uh, And I hate this time period for us in our film. Yes. Now, I'm glad that the MCU stayed away from it. I know that most of the MCU movies were converted to 3D, so you could see mm-hmm. it in 3D, but they were not filmed that way. I don't think most of them were. But it didn't... For example, I saw Beowulf in 3D in the theater, and I hated it because I was so annoyed with peop- with Zemeckis stabbing me in the face with things. Constantly, <laughs> yeah. Now, in the Polar Express, there's not a lot of it. There's very little throw things at you. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that in this movie, there was a lot more, let's throw things at you. Bob. Mar- you know, gosh, I just said it, Bob Marley. Jacob Marley, like he <laughs> spits, right? He has ghost spittle come out. And of course, he's got to come towards the camera.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. that.
1: And it, I, I really don't like it. it I just, I don't.
0: You know the only play, place where I feel like that's appropriate? When you go to Universal Studios or you go to Disney World
2: or yeah. wherever
0: you are and you're on one of those 3D rides, that's appropriate. It's yeah. fine. Go for it. But in a movie theater, I, I, I don't care. I want it to be a good film. I don't want to enjoy it. I don't need stuff coming at me. Yeah, cuz
1: when at Universal Studios, you're you're there knowing you're there to do that thing. You're there for the experience of having stuff thrown at you. But at the yeah. movie theater, I'm there to watch a story. I want to be entertained, and I don't want to feel like I have to dodge things.
2: Yeah, but I I, I yeah. will say th- there there are the there are some movies where I believe it's it's warranted and adds to the storytelling. I, uh, Avatar for all we make fun of, is amazing in 3D. It's just absolutely flippy, but they don't throw things at you. That's my point. Right? Yeah. Again, it's 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 the it's 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 a tangible digital world that you get to explore, and it's just it's amazing.
1: And but you would you would your feelings on the movie would be different is if when she's like, hey, pick up your your tail thingy, and he picks it up and then <laughs> pushes it towards the camera. Yeah. You know, yeah, as as you as a viewer are like, he's like, what's this thing? And he's whipping around in front of the camera. You would then hate the movie, because yeah. the 3D in that movie enhanced the storytelling, as opposed yeah. to this where it's like, hey, we told a cool story and it's in 3D. You know, so yeah, just, yeah, yeah, like yeah.
0: That. And I think that's where Zemeckis misses the mark. Yep, he's throwing in 3D things just to make them 3D. And I know the technology was new and and it was exciting there for a little while but like you said avatar did it well and yep. they didn't do it just to do it
2: yeah. i mean imagine you know uh, was it spider-man that i saw i i don't i can't remember which one what it was but the entire with the the flight or the the swinging through the city was just it was so much more fun because it was 3d than it would have been on a 2d screen it just it was immersive
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, again, I'm, I'm with you in that it does need to be, I don't know, it, it enhance the storytelling, not, not be distracted by it.
0: Well, and I think our technology isn't to the point yet where we can't help but to be distracted by it. Yeah. Like, even, even the glasses, I mean, where they're not the blue and and red anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but it does dim it makes it dimmer yeah. than you would see yeah before. and yeah. and it's still not great you know it's it's good it's really good don't get me wrong yeah. but it's it's not and, it's still distracting
1: and it's it's tough for guys like me who wear glasses yeah so, yeah there's you can't help but like I can you know a lot of times i I forget that I'm wearing these things on my face because it's just part of your face like, your brain just says, okay, I know they're there so we can kind of Fold the edges of your view screen into the background, but you can't forget that there's this other piece of plastic on your face. And uh, anyway, I'm glad. Again, it doesn't matter right now. We don't really have yes. theaters as a yeah. thing. So okay. So to Andrew's point about the story, I, I don't particularly have feelings one or the other about the story. I mean it's a it's a cautionary tale of. Don't it, be
2: a. It's dick. a folk tale. It's yeah. It's a. Yeah, it's a folk tale, and do you, I now, however, this movie made me realize, you know, when he sees Tiny Tim, I, I got a little bit of it, like a child molester, uh, vibe from it, where it was like his whole world changed once he saw Tiny Tim. Interesting. And and I I you know, the whole meme where you know, boy, that escalated quickly. I was, I kept thinking to myself, you know, did did he really earn? Did this movie just earn the idea that he's better because of this one event? You know, it, it, and in terms of, you know, as a folktale, I can take it like that, right? You could take it as a cautionary tale. You could take it as an idea of not to be greedy and be, you know, and to help others and all that sort of mess. But part of me is is, is thinking to myself, one event does not make a
0: person change like that. At the same time, know. though. Yeah, I feel like if anything is going to tug on a heartstring, it's probably a sick kid. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're a parent or not, like, I know there's heartless people out there, but I feel like even if they ran across a poor, helpless little kid, that something, they might not, it might not change their world, but it would definitely affect them somehow.
1: Well, sure. and it also adds weight to the fact that his words are thrown back against him like a weapon when Tiny Tim is sick and then goes to Christmas presents, says, well, he should go ahead and die to, to decrease the surplus population. Like, when he says the original line, it's in the abstract. But now you're looking at a child who is a genuinely decent human being who
2: mm-hmm.
1: who says, I want the other people to see that I'm... Broken, so that to remind them that God said that, that God made you know lame men walk and blind men see, like a, a truly remarkable child. And usually, children that are in those types of situations are like that. Um, children that are, you know,
2: they have a different worldview. view. Yeah, they Certainly.
1: do. You hear you hear these these kids who have these these tales of like like they're these children that are dealing with like kids leukemia and stuff, and they're like. What do you want for Christmas? They're like, oh, I don't know, just I don't need toys. I just want this. I want to be able to go home for a, for a day, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just a different yeah. worldview. Um, but there's there's always been little little things in the story that have always kind of annoyed me, and I don't, and it's it probably just I don't know if you want to call it a plot hole because of, of Dickens, but it's always weirded me out. And my wife and I, we mentioned, we, she she mentioned it too, is that. Why does he, you know, this is not the first year of Christmas, right? This isn't the first Mm -hmm. Christmas we've ever had in the world. So why is Scrooge confused that Cratchit wants the day off? Like, why does he have to be convinced to take, didn't you do this last year? And the year before and the 30 before that? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, that's one of those little kind of things that's always kind of, I don't know if annoyed me is the right word, but it's, it's a thing.
0: Yeah. If they could retcon it so that this is his first year working there, okay. But he's been there, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think, and Sarah actually, uh, my wife, uh, I think she actually, either she had a, a memory from the book or something that she said, she actually came up with the idea, or maybe... Scrooge hates the idea of taking a day off that he just likes to berate just to make um, Cratchit feel bad about
2: yeah, it. Yeah, see, I I read the book a long time ago too and, and I I don't remember... You know, you can't do the book word for word um, and I know they tried to be as close to it as they could in this movie. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I, I never even thought of that plot hole in terms of, you know, I just figured he's crotchy and won't let his his poor guy off for a day.
1: Yeah. Nope. Um, Do you think that when he was... So there's a lot of fake peril, right, in this movie. There's a lot of just... Basically, if if Zemeckis just films this (sighs) shot for shot with what the book does, it's an hour-long movie. Yeah. And so he needs to add... It's an hour and 37 minutes. I honestly believe that 37 minutes is just Jim Carrey falling. And yeah. Hit in the face with ice or or
2: running from something or yeah. yeah.
1: There's yeah. just a lot of fake peril in this movie, but do you think when he 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 put the um the little cap on the on the fireman and then we flew into the air and he was silhouetted by the moon? Do you think that was a nod to his buddy Spielberg for an amblin' entertainment?
2: I don't know, but if there was one shot in this movie that I absolutely loved and thought was amazing, was that shot? Yeah. Yeah. I I really thought that was well done in terms of the look and I I I loved it. I loved it.
1: The the one thing that I really loved and it's it's just because I love this type of thing and I know you can do it in um especially in 3D, you know, CGI world is the long one take. I love the yeah. establishing shot of London. I think it's beautiful. Yeah this is London yep. and all the weird things and we're going to fly by here and then go down to the street vendors and then over here. And like, I, I really like that. And I don't know. My favorite one still in, at least in the CGI world and in, in mocap world is the one in Tintin. when the, the Oh other, gosh. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. The scene Spielberg one. one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, really great. Uh, I still think that there's nothing that's ever going to beat what I saw in extraction, but, as far as a one take. I haven't that's seen true. 1917. The whole movie is that. but
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that's what you need to come up here and watch on my TV. We'll watch 1917.
1: That sounds good. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a good one.
1: That's it. That's all of my notes.
2: Yeah, you I, know, and I, I was sitting, you know, watching this thing, trying to think, what the heck am I going to talk about? Because (laughs) like you said, so much of this movie is falling and and the story is so well known. um, It boils down to how it's told. And I believe that this version doesn't do justice to why he's supposed to change and what he's supposed to change to as well as I've seen in other versions. This one focuses way too much on scaring you. And not enough on the heart of the issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe that's what, the CGI. Maybe it's, it's you can't really, you know, put yourself in the in the eyes of, of the guy the, the people you're seeing. But I I don't know. I just didn't feel connected at all to this movie.
0: What do you guys feel about, you know, we talked about when we we've well, I don't know if we I can't remember if we did it for the podcast or not, but I know we've talked about Polar Express mm-hmm. and the soulless CGI eyes, yeah, <laughs> or or maybe I had that conversation with somebody else. Maybe I'm
2: no, it's it's it probably us because I'm right there with you. Where it's just these are talking yeah.
0: dolls. These are not. So, people. did you, did you feel that way about this movie? It's a few a years little, later.
2: A little less. I think they got the eyes better, but they still didn't get the mass in terms of when they breathe, when they talk. Their teeth are still just behind a a
0: loose skin it just to me it doesn't look right to me that's one of the biggest concerns with cgi is not any more the eyes because i think that they've they've gotten better but it's the it's the mouth and there's something about when they're speaking it's just not natural it doesn't look doesn't look like it would if someone were actually speaking i don't know yep
2: well, look at the reason why you know Star Wars is going back to puppetry, right? It's that same idea where Yoda looked just wrong when we saw him in the prequels. And part of that was because number one, the eyes, but number two, the uh the mouth, they just there's no mass to it. There's no air coming in and out of lungs. Yeah. And 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 you know, well, there's, keeping there's, them alive.
1: There's no air coming out of in and out of puppets either, but I think, honestly, not to argue with you, Sam, because as much fun as that is, I'm I'm (laughs) too—I'm honestly too brain dead to try to argue with you. I think more of the reason that they wanted to have a puppet Yoda than CGI Yoda, to go back to that idea, is because it's hard to act to nothing. Yeah. You know, it's hard to act to a guy wearing a green suit and a tennis ball. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like when, when Luke when Mark Hamill is talking, he's he's seeing he's he's talking to an actor. He's talking to yeah. now it's it's Frank Oz puppetry and I don't remember who did the voice, it's not Frank Oz, but whoever's doing the voice of Yoda. But he's you know am saying he's he's acting against a thing. And that's what actually makes those those scenes really good and, and I mean Mark Hamill is not a Shakespearean actor, but it makes them better. Yeah, and that's why we love the the baby Yoda in the Mandalorian because it's a real thing, and we all know yep. that yeah. it's just a, an animatronic doll, but we don't care because it's real. Yeah. So, anyway, I knew there was going to be a way we were going to get Mando into the conversation <laughs> tonight. I knew there was going to be a way, and when we are now post Mando season two, we've seen the finale. The yes. Finale was great. Yeah. And I was honestly was afraid that this episode would just evolve into a season two recap. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just simply say is season the the finale was amazing, and I'm yes, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for season three.
2: John Favreau should should do all Star Wars.
1: Well, he and Filoni are doing most of everything that's So he, yeah. John Favreau specifically said that he. Here we go. I knew he was going to do this. That he <laughs> that he, the two of them are doing <laughs> the book of Boba, Boba? Fett. They yeah. are doing season three of Mando. They are, uh, Filoni is doing Ahsoka, and the two of them are also doing the Knights of the New Republic or the Rangers of the New Republic. Now, some of the other okay. properties, like the Bad Batch and whatever, that's just going to be like just Filoni and his guys from, uh, the Clone Wars cartoon series because it's, it'll be CGI, it'll be cartoon. Yeah. Well, but anyway. Um, but yeah, back to, to this movie. <laughs> I do think. Uh, I do want to talk about some good things, because I didn't hate this movie. I don't okay. know if I said that. I didn't okay. hate this movie. I didn't love it. Will I watch it again with my kids? Maybe in three or four years. Um, a little older. <laughs> when they're a little older, maybe. I don't know. I do think that Jim Carrey does... He's doing, like, five different voices, and...
2: Yeah. I, I never really caught, caught on to that, that he was doing. Like, sometimes... I mean, Lord knows, Polar Express. Tom Hanks is everything. Yeah, right. This time, I thought he disguised his voice incredibly well. It, it went with the characters. It did. It just was perfect. I yeah. thought his his voice work was perfect.
1: Well, I mean, like you would never have known that he is the voice of Christmas Past. I mean, that's yeah. like an Irish, very soft, very kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, but I think this it's always to see
2: this. It's, it's look, look over here. <laughs> Well, I mean, oh, my you. favorite
1: version of this movie is the Muppets Christmas Carol, and the Muppets one, it's like a floating doll. With yeah. A, with a flowy sheet. <laughs> like, it's its a little creepy, too. And so I think it's always supposed to be a little creepy. It's supposed to be a little unsettling. Um, really, the Ghost of Christmas Present is the only one that's not weird.
0: Except for the, the voice, one that really got uh, the, the, the voice acting dies. that really. Oh, yeah. That is weird. Uh,. The one that really got me, though, was uh, Gary Oldman as Jacob Marley. Yeah, I mean, just it didn't sound like him. As Cratchit, he was—I could tell it was him. It's just
1: his normal voice, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But as Jacob Marley, I—I I had to look it up. I was like, "Who's who's doing this voice?" Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I—I I was happy to see. Uh, oh, what's his face? Robin Hood, uh, Terry Ellis, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think he's a great voice actor too. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I think the voice acting is is actually, I think the voice acting is really good. As soon as Colin Firth comes on screen, you're like, oh my gosh, that's the King's Peach. You know, like you you can tell yeah. like, it looks like him, it sounds like him, and then I expected him to start kicking some butt like he does in uh, The Kingsman. So. <laughs> I was I was looking forward to that. Uh, I'm ready to, to play. I only captured two clips. I I just
2: yeah. You could capture a lot of screaming in this. There's movie, a lot of yelling.
1: It, there is um, some good dialogue, but uh, t- listeners, I'm just going to be real honest. It's the it's two days before Christmas. The three of us are doubts? exhausted. We're we're just tired, and I just I didn't have the energy that <sighs> I normally do for the podcast. Yeah. So I did two clips. I'm sorry. Yeah, we still
2: have. A, I know I've got a lot of wrapping to we do. We all have this. a lot of
1: wrapping and, yeah. and baking and preparing, and we're dads with kids. It's just the way it is. I guess it you happens. have to be kids, have kids with, to be a dad. Got,
0: I'm done. I don't know what you guys are doing. Man,
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> so I captured this one because I didn't know what the word is. So the, the first. So the, at is first, it naughty? It was, it was. No. The first. What did you say?
2: is <laughs> it <isn't> naughty? Okay. <laughs> you didn't know what the word was, <laughs> so I figured.
1: Uh, so I'll just play the clip. Stop! Back away, Praddock. Any Any ideas when the word is? Now I know what the word is. Isn't Back that away, a fish? Praddock. 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 So I, I I had to turn closed captioning on. Okay. Because I wanted to know what he was saying. Okay, and he's saying Pratt, Prattock, Praddock, P R A
0: D was thinking Haddock.
1: <laughs> and I thought so too. Well, here's the weird thing: if the first thing it pops up is under Urban Dictionary. Oh no! Why Next. is it coming under Urban Dictionary? Maybe I spelled well, Praddock wrong. Did I spell it with two? Is it only one D? Or...
0: You you spelled it the way that's like butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So weird. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. This is great. This is great audio, by the way. People are listening and just like, oh man, we're just gonna have a minute and a half of Sam laughing. So Urban Dictionary has product as a cross between a Pratt and a Pillock. And whatever a pillock is. Pill- pillock. And then, don't look that one up. And then it just says, don't just sit there, you great steaming prattic. But I still don't know what it means.
2: Oh, okay. It's Maybe an, it's, it's got to be some English slang.
1: Uh, it's Oh, it's an English slang for prat. To be a prat.
2: What is a prat? Like Chris Pratt? No, He's pretty cool.
1: I've, I've heard somebody say, don't be a prat. Uh, it's a a, it's a definition, a British, a stupid or foolish person. So he's uh, calling them a, a, a foolish person, foolish boy. Interesting. All right.
0: So not butt stuff. Oof.
1: Not butt stuff. <laughs> <Okay.
0: Yeah>.
1: no. <laughs> and then here's, um, here's our, our only swear word of the movie.
2: Don't be cross, Uncle. Come,
0: dine with us tomorrow. Let's see you in hell first. But why?
1: Because I'll see you in hell. I I don't remember that from the other other times I've seen this movie. But jeez, mm. you know, it's, pretty, it's tough. Yeah,
2: especially on someone who's trying to be nice.
1: Yeah, I'm Just it's Colin Firth. He's the king. Just go hang out with him. Be fine. All right. <laughs>
2: And now for some more bad news. Ready? Yeah, I
1: am ready. Jim Carrey has described this film as, quote, a classical version of A Christmas Carol. There are a lot of vocal things and a lot of physical things I have to do. Not to mention doing the accents properly, the English, the Irish accents. I wanted it to fly in the UK. I want it to be good, and I want them to go, yeah, that's for real. We were very true to the book. It's beautiful. It's an incredible film. End quote.
2: Interesting, okay.
1: Robert Zemeckis has stated previously that A Christmas Carol is one of his favorite stories dealing with time travel. So okay. A guy that <laughs> has done several likes. time travel yeah. movies himself. Uh, I love this. Now, there's, there's, I will say this in the movie, there's a lot of little details that I think the movie does well. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm failing on a couple of them right now. But this is one of them that I thought was really great. So during the beginning sequence, you know, that opening establishing shot of London, we see Scrooge walking down. This is after he's just made the choir feel terrible. A guide dog spots Scrooge, yelps and quickly drags his owner away. This is a nod to the original novel when the author Charles Dickens explained how Scrooge's temperament was known in the sea that even the, the blind dogs knew to avoid him. The blind dogs Knew to avoid him. <laughs> so, like little things like that, I like. There's a couple other things, and I can't remember what it is now. But there were some other little, uh, you know, little little things like that. I thought. Here's the one thing I just thought about. This movie, this version has a hopping man. And by hopping man, I mean the turkey. Right, like turkey. He sends the boy. And the butcher with the turkey to Bob Cratchit's house, mm-hmm. but Cratchit's... But, ma- but he never
2: But he never goes to never Bob Cratchit's payoff, house. Though. There's
1: no yeah. payoff to that because every other version of a Christmas Carol, he goes to the house afterwards. I,
2: I want to say that's right. not book accurate.
1: That he goes there or not?
2: He does not go there.
1: But like, I, I'm and I'm fine if that's the way the book is. I'm fine with him not going there. But like, I kind of feel like. Shouldn't Cratchit be like the, the, come to work the next day? And go, hey, someone dropped off a turkey at our house last night. It was very strange. Or, or as the camera, or I'm saying, like as the audience, can we can we see that moment? I don't know. I just yeah, it would have been kind of neat. To we see are this. we
2: are so used to the, the 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 Mickey's Christmas Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol of Scrooge coming and mm-hmm. enjoying the feast at the Cratchit house yeah. that we've forgotten. You know, that the story doesn't go there, yeah. basically.
1: And, I'm, and I'm, I know the story revolves around Scrooge, and there's not a single shot in this movie where it doesn't have him in it except the opening establishing shot of London, which mm-hmm. technically does have him in it because it's a long one take. But uh, I just went, maybe it's not a hopping man. Oh my gosh, I had a... Uh, so <laughs> here's a tangent you guys will like. So I'm laying in bed a couple nights ago, trying to go to sleep, and I flip on HBO, and there's Hot Fuzz. Well, I have to watch oh, nice. it because it's <laughs> such a great film. And yeah, I watched all of it. I mean, I watched the whole thing, and and I'm enjoying it. And especially the part with the whole Greater Good chant. You know, I'm laughing at like I'm internally laughing because Sam, you still do that bit <laughs> from that. Like that's where that came from when I say mm-hmm. the podcast for the Greater Good, and you chant.
2: The greater good. Like,
1: it's from that movie all those years ago yeah. when we did it, back in, like, episode 103 or whatever it was. I don't remember when it was. And so, anyway.
2: Long, long time ago.
1: So, there's kind <laughs> of a hopping man in that movie in that, in that the, um, you know how he gets like the street kids or the kids, he, he tosses them a bunch of spray cans, uh, spray paint, and he has them go around and spray paint all the cameras. And then yeah. when he gets into the city square and the shooting starts, this woman in the balcony that has an advantage over him, like she has, like in his flank, she's kind of behind him, right? So she's shooting down at a perfect target. And he just whistles to the kids and they run upstairs. And all of a sudden she just gets pulled back into the room. But we never find out what happens to her, like what those kids hmm. did to her. And then what happens to the kids? Do they just Are they just stuck in that room for the rest of the movie? <laughs> like apparently like did one of them like they grab her and take the weapon from her like i mean let's just be honest there was not one kid in that movie in that room that thought i should get this weapon and go help them you know what i'm saying like did you know there's <laughs> yeah. one kid that would have been like that right like yeah there's going to be one of them that would have done that so anyway i just it didn't it doesn't bother me it's still a great film and it doesn't bother me at all but i just thought are those kids still in that, that room at the end of the movie? Are they still hanging <laughs> out there? So, anyway. Uh, during be, uh, sorry, before this film, this Disney film, Jim Carrey was given the option to voice Buzz Lightyear in A Toy Story. He declined, and the role went to Tim Allen. Hmm.
0: That's a good thing. I don't I think, think so. I could hear Buzz yeah. without... Although... We saw the Disney announcement that they're doing the Lightyear movie, and it's not going to be Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. Sad.
1: Well, I mean, they are because the the argument is that it's not based on, it's not a based on no. the toy. It's the character that the toy is based on, so that the voice.
0: True, but if you but if you go buy a toy today, most of the time, if it's a talking toy, usually it's a voice that's very similar. To the actor or the if actor, not the actor itself. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, you're, you're you're not wrong. I think it's it's honestly, I think it just comes down to it's a way of Disney, separ- you know, putting distance between themselves and, and Tim Allen. I mean, yeah. right now, Tim Allen is like one of the most vocal conservatives on TV, and I just don't think Disney wants any part of that right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. So. And lastly, so this I I captured this piece of trivia and I'm going to call oh I never have this handy oh crap what am I going to call this No, where is it gosh dang it this is the worst I should always have
2: that is one big pile of shit I
1: should should always have that handy (laughs) and that is this is this is the trivia the first Robert Zemeckis film where he wrote the script alone alone now one could argue that Charles Dickens wrote Ross most Dickens. of the script.
2: Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> adapted the screenplay. Yeah. yeah. I can could, I could see that. Yeah.
1: So I, I find a little <laughs> fault in that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you.
1: So, okay. Time for, for sure. this.
2: Excuse me while I whip this
0: out.
1: We have somehow not done Jim Carrey in our top three movies. Now, in fairness, we've not done very many Jim Carrey movies. Uh, we just we just haven't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think because we we
2: we don't watch a lot of the slapstick comedy that he was in there for a while, right? Because it's hard to review those types of of movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, we've we did we did Dumb and Dumber, and has that been it?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think you're right because cause of movies that I would want to do that he's in, like, I love, well, we'll talk about the movies that we that are in our top, our top three, but some of these I don't think work for what we do as a show. I mean, it would be hard right. to do um, some of the slapstick comedy kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Cable Guy, Ace Ventura.
1: Well, Cable Guy's yeah. not a comedy. Cable Guy is a legit, like, Thriller horror kind of stalkery thingy, and that's why some people hate it. He makes it
0: funny, but he makes some.
1: He had to layer to the character, but a lot of people thought it was the Cable Guy was going to be another Ace Ventura because it came right out after it, and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, he's super stalker guy.
0: I think that's why a lot of people didn't like it.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm, if we were honestly if we were going to do one of his movies, I think it would be worth. Um, doing at some point the entire Batman quartet. We've already done the first Batman. We need to do Batman Returns and then Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin. I think that would be fun to do on the yeah. show um, and have him do Edward Nigma and see a very young Drew Barrymore in that movie as a character that has no lines. Anyway, uh Andrew.
0: So I've got coming in at number three Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. shakaka. <laughs> and
1: uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually the second one. That's I
0: Yeah, I know. Oh wait, um, when that's nature what I said. calls, you're right. When, when nature
1: calls is the second one. You're right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I love that line because sometimes I'll just sit sit around and I'll go shish kebab, Chicago.
1: Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite line uh, number two hold on, hold oh, on. my favorite line of the movie is at the beginning when he's climbing the mountain trying to save the, the raccoon and the helicopter guy kind of pulls up beside him right and he yells to the bullhorn he says, hey, "Ace if I were you I'd turn back and he says, well, if you would be me then I'd be you then I'd use your body to get to the top. You can't stop me no matter who you are. I just <laughs> I love that line. It's such a funny line.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Number two, I've got Dumb and Dumber. And uh, number one, probably my favorite. Well, I guess it is my favorite since I put it in number one. I love to watch this with my parents because my parents love it. And I guess that's why I like it. But me, myself, and Irene. (laughs) I'm not a Renee Renee Zelliger fan. (laughs) but the movie is so hilarious.
2: <laughs> it's so wrong in so many ways. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, Just yeah. The, whole, the whole premise of the movie is
2: wonderful. Okay. Sam? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for mine, let me pull this out here. I've got three. I've got eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. All right. One of his more it. serious roles. And, um, it, it's one of those make you thinker. Um, on on a totally different note, at number two, I've got Dumb and Dumber. Hmm. And probably my favorite one of his in terms of, of the story and his acting would be The Truman Show. Sure. Uh, at number one.
1: I get that. Uh, cool. So I have a couple that you guys didn't mention, which is great. So honorable mention for a series of unfortunate events. Okay. Yeah. I like him in that. I think he's great. Uh, my number three is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I I like that movie. We watched it again for, for Christmas. And there's a part in the movie that makes me laugh every time. It doesn't matter what happens. It makes me laugh. Well, there's two parts that make me laugh every time. One is the part where he's making fun of director Ron Howard, which <laughs> is hysterical. But the second part is it's when... Uh, Sam, have you seen it? I can't remember if you guys have seen. Yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's when they're—he's in the chair of cheer, right—and they're shoving food in his mouth, right? And Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad, you know, th- when he's crowded up, he he sticks a spoonful of <laughs> in his mouth, and he says, "This is not pudding." <laughs> and he goes, "What is it?" <laughs> it cracks me up every time. I don't it's just a dumb joke, but every time, "This is not pudding." <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just thinking about that dumb line. It makes me laugh. Uh, number two is liar, liar. Okay. I really think that's a one. oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And then my number one, I just did Ace Ventura one and two. Just the character Ace Ventura. I love both those movies. They crack me up. Uh, they're just they're ridiculous in every way. And I quote both of them. Uh, especially when I get an opportunity, like when I would, you know, if I'm, if someone comes up behind you and it's just calls your name, then you get to pause and go, yes, Satan. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. You know, just
0: like, oh. great. I got so much trouble for talking out of my butt to my mom one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't know. I, the second one didn't <laughs> get as, as much good vibes or whatever as the first one. It didn't make as much money. Oh, I, I like the yeah. second one a lot too. Especially I do too. I mean, this like he steals like he has this like the bad guy's trying to escape and he has a bigfoot. Like he has a giant off-roading <laughs> truck there. Like why would you not only pick that? And when and Ace climbs up and sees the keys are in the ignition, and so he's chasing him, and then the guy like turns and he goes, "Oh, he wants to go off road." I mean, just anyway, I love that movie. I want to go watch it now. It'll make me. You know,
0: my my favorite scene in in that one is when he is in the rhino and he gets so hot <laughs> and he has to climb out because wow. he locked himself in.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where he got an animatronic rhino anyway out there. Like, did
2: who had that? And then
1: he climbs up to the butthole. And he's, he's naked. Just burst, and this group of tourists are like, "Go!" Oh my gosh, it's so funny and it's so inappropriate. Equin Orcha. Let me guess, White Devil, White Devil. You speak what you do? Okay. <laughs> uh. All right. Anyway, that's it. Move yep. on. Time yep. for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we give this movie a score from zero to ten. I have good. I have a good feeling that it's not going to be ten. No. And and you know what I'm kind of sensing a pattern here with our, our our Christmas movies have not been very good this year.
2: No. No, I was disappointed. Yeah. I it didn't put me in the spot.
1: Well, this
0: is our first this is our first Christmas run, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, okay. it's the first time we've done more than just one. Yeah. 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 We typically don't do three. Um, I mean last year last Christmas I'm not going to say she it. Gave no, 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 nope! Don't do it. We did, we did the <laughs> the animated version of how the Grinch stole Christmas, um, and then the one before that, we did the Christmas Chronicles, and then the one before that, we did uh, no Christmas movie. We did uh, Justice League. So, anyway, we don't typically do Christmas movies. Oh, well, we did Gremlins. A few yeah. years ago. that's, that's kind of Christmas. That's kind of Christmassy. I mean, it's at Christmas. I don't know if it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, so my point is that we haven't done this very often. Maybe we won't do it again. I don't know. Um, uh, hmm. but
2: oh, just wait till February, and we'll get the Hallmark uh, Love Fest going.
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't. I forgot to mention to you guys about that beforehand. Uh, and so, I think I'm going to make an executive decision about that. In a minute, as we continue on into the show, but um, we're we're gonna do that thing where we talked about doing a Hallmark yep. Christmas movie, yep. but I think we're gonna save it for a while, okay, until like June.
2: Okay, because June. Okay, uh,
1: for two reasons. One, we're taking next week off. Yes, and we need a we need a break. Honestly, we just need a break, and and two.
2: We were on a break.
1: <laughs> nice, nice callback, and, <laughs> and and two. I think it'll work in in June because that's when a new slate of Hallmark movies comes out. They do a huge push in Christmas in June. Oh, uh, okay. And they always do, and so I think it'll be, I think it'll work if we wait until June to do a Christmas in June kind of a thing, to kind of get away from it. So. Cause we're going to start the new year off with a bang, literally a bang this year. So it's going to be cool. Anyway, to uh, Andrew out of 10.
0: Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm not a fan of the story, but I do think that the movie was done well. And, uh, I I didn't have huge issues with it in itself. Um, so I'm going to give this a, you know, it's not something I'm going to watch again, but it's, I feel like I'm putting too much personal bias into it. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I
2: think I didn't like it as much as, is even Andrew there. Um, I wouldn't show this to my kids, um, until they're much older and, and I'm glad I didn't because I almost did. Cause I thought, Hey, it's on Disney plus it's a Disney movie. Yeah. I'm glad I did not. So, I'm going to give it a, a 4.95 out of, out of 10.
1: All right. um, I'm closer to Andrew than Sam on this one. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a well done. it's pretty. Um, Sam, I don't we've not mentioned it on the, on the podcast, but I know I, I, I mentioned it to you because I heard someone else say it and I thought it was hysterical, mentioning your your reference to Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Humans are the only species on this planet that Uncanny Valley works. What If you don't know what Uncanny Valley means, basically what it means is that we have a fear, right? It weirds us out yep. when we see things that are almost human, that yep. are not mm-hmm. quite human. We're the only species on the planet that has it. A dog, my dog, can look at a thing that's almost a dog, and it, she doesn't care. So, yeah. so the idea is that there's something in our DNA that freaks us out and it kind of makes you want to know what happened in our past that makes us yeah. that makes us wary of seeing something that doesn't look quite like us. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of something kind of fun to think about is, you know, did you know, did the aliens that built the pyramids, like did they look just enough different than us? I'm not saying that's what happened, just don't whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like did yeah. something happened in our in our DNA to go. That looks weird. You should stay away from it. You should kill it with rocks and spears. You know. So anyway, my point is that is that Neanderthals, I, basically. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. That's why they died because they looked just weird. Um, looked off. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate this movie. I'm a little sad that it was as scary as it was. I because I love watching these kind of <laughs> movies with my kids, and yeah, I think my daughter is now scarred. I don't know.
2: But, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude.
1: And no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I, I I didn't... Part of the reason why I watched it with my kids is because I didn't want to be locked in a room for an hour and a half while I watched a movie on the day before yeah. Christmas Eve. Day before Christmas, yeah, you know, totally. And, and especially if I would have said, hey, I'm watching this movie, my kids are going to go, well, we want to watch it too. And so I didn't... Anyway, so 2009, A Christmas Carol, IMDb has it as a 6.8. I I can't go quite that high, but I'm going to give it a six. I'm just going to give it a six. It's a good movie. It's well told story. I know Andrews not thrilled about the story. The story itself, you know, basically, don't be a dick if you're rich. You know,
2: do be. It's, yeah,
1: it's kind of a socialist no, idea. It's a,
0: it's a it's, totally know, socialist. It's
1: a socialist idea. You know, if you have a lot yeah. of money, you should yeah. share it with the poor. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's. I don't maybe. Um, like like all all incoming Democrats should be forced to watch The Wolf of Wall Street, and all incoming Republicans should be forced to watch this, so maybe they can meet in the middle. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: that's it. Uh, that joke probably falls really flat as on as we're on the verge of um, uh, a possible uh, government shutdown and <sighs> stuff. Uh, 2020, ladies and gentlemen, has sucked. Way to, uh, let's.
2: Yes, let's end news. it with yeah. Breaking news. End it with fire.
1: Yeah, and and we kind of, <laughs> well, we're going to kind of do that. So I don't, the, the way the calendar is going to work out. So I said, we're taking a break next week. The, the, when we come back the following week, we are going to be doing the killing joke.
2: Oh, yay. I have not seen this.
1: I have not I'm, seen it either.
0: Some, some people just like to watch the world burn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's coming in yeah, two weeks. So that will be January sixth will be Wednesday, January the sixth, for those that are Sweet. listening live or li- not live, but listening waiting for the next episode. January sixth. The killing joke. And we're gonna we're gonna do it. I'm excited and it's gonna be good. And then we kick off uh two thousand twenty one with some other good stuff, uh, from there. And I'm 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 adjusting the, the thing right now, the, the, sc- the schedule. But we're going to do The Killing Joke and then Moneyball right after that because.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Frankly, because I've been listening to West Wing Weekly, the podcast, and it's amazing. And it makes me jealous that their podcast is so awesome and ours is not. And <laughs> but it also helps that, that one of the hosts is an actor that has access to Aaron Sorkin who can get yeah. him on the show, right? Like, I don't have that connection. Uh, you know Will is my only connection to Hollywood and he's you know was very willing you know nice to come on the show um but I'm in kind of a more of a sorkin mood so we're going to do Moneyball um coming out of uh the after that and then we're going to do that Will Smith movie Gemini Man that Will Smith action movie Gemini Man Ooh. so we got some I think some good stuff coming up I'm looking forward to 2021 That's it that's our show that's going to do it for us um I'm excited. 2020 has sucked, but thank you guys so much for listening with us. And honestly, if if I'm being kind of honest, uh, 2021 has actually been good for us as a podcast. Uh, we've had our best numbers as far as downloads um, probably since our first year Have we had these good numbers. So you guys that are listening, that, you've been, that have been listening to us since... Since the beginning, that's awesome. If yeah. you're new to the show since 2020, glad to have you on. It's great. So thanks for making 2020 actually pretty successful for us. Uh, we did hit 30,000 downloads all time uh, last week, which is pretty cool for us. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for that. So I thank you guys so much for, for being a part of that and uh, for, yeah, just being a part of the show. Thank you, Andrew and Sam, for... For I mean, honestly, not to be too sentimental or whatever, but this is the highlight of pretty much each week as 2020 has been you know, such garbage. So I, I yes. look forward to
0: It's good to hang out. It is. It's yep. good to kind of it hang is. out
1: and unwind and, and relax and sometimes vent because sometimes <laughs> we take the moment pre-show and post-show just to talk about how awful things are and... and or sometimes we celebrate the good things that we've got going on. Like Andrew's working on his masters, and uh, Sam has had, uh, had a career change. And I have a yeah, career I'm
0: career. going after the green jacket. Yeah. So yeah. it's
1: very, very. I could exciting. put
2: patches on my sleeves now. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Are, they are officially recognized as professors at the new place.
1: That's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So Sam's got a new gig, and I'm going into year two at my gig. So it's all good stuff. All good stuff. So. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been great. I really appreciate it. We're looking forward to 2021. Um, go to all of the places that you can find us: Facebook.com/slash/cheapsitreviews, Cheapsit.livthin.com is our website. I don't know what those weird noises are. I guess Sam's already. Uh,
2: Sorry, I was tough. looking at. I was looking at the TikTok. No, it's fine. He at, was looking at butt stuff.
1: And butt stuff. Cheapseatreviews <laughs> at gmail.com is our email. At uh, CheapSeatCast <laughs> is our Twitter handle.
2: We know the title this time.
1: Yeah. Uh...
0: <laughs> Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. Merry
1: Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Can I put that as a title? I don't know. Let's, let's try. Let's see what happens. Maybe we'll get way more downloads in normal. Oh, my gosh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a blast. We'll see you in 2021.
2: What what was the English word again?
1: Pratic. Pratic.
2: Pratic.